Welcome, Lauren, to today's episode of There's a Hack for That. Well, thanks, Erica. So glad to be here. So today we're just having a little chat with you and I, and I would like to start with you sharing the inspiration for the topic as, of this episode. How did it? How did this inspiration come into your open head center? Me and my ideas gate just love to like take all of the things in, and I suggested this to you, but all of the resting and all of the the information we share on rest and we're constantly talking about it. I thought, you know what? We've gotten pretty good at it. I think we should talk about it. Would you say that we're like expert resters at this point in some ways? I mean, in my head, I'm an expert rester. In practice, I'm probably like intermediate rester. But I think about it a lot more as like a tool than a punishment, which is how I absolutely used to think about resting. I used to think I was lazy and you know, not productive, but eh, wrong. Let's go there next. So, because I know for both of us, this shifted during the pandemic. So let's start with pre-pandemic. What was your relationship like with rest? What did you think about it? How often did you rest? All of that. Let's break that down. And then I'll share after you're done. Before the pandemic, I was like, rest? Who is she? I don't know her. It was like, um, no, it was just not a thing. Unless my body shut me down by getting sick because I was so stressed out and my adrenals were like dying, I would not rest. My body would have to like put me down and out for it. And now we actually know that that's not just something you say, that your adrenals were burnt out because we've seen your labs now and we know that they are in fact. (laughs) I have data, data on the data. Yeah. I mean, I was a workaholic. I was a shopaholic. I was in a toxic codependent relationship, like everything about my life was high stress and I wasn't sleeping well, like all of the things. So rest just, rest made me have to spend time with myself and she was not fun to spend time with. Yeah. It's like slowing down makes you have to see all the things that are there that you've been using busyness to cover up. And I have a very similar experience, obviously, and we've touched on this throughout different episodes, but for me too, it was like, my success and my worth was intertwined with my productivity and how much I could accomplish. And, and I don't want to say that in a way that it's like, oh, you're not allowed to like be proud of your goals or achieve things. Because don't get me wrong, like today where I am now, I still love checking things off my to-do list and achieving. But I think the difference is like, it's not intertwined with my worth. So if I don't get to even one of the things on my to-do list in a day here and now, I'm just like, whatever. Whereas before the pandemic, if I didn't get to something or like, like you said, um, your body shut down for me, that was very much in the form of a flare up. So it's like, I was planning to do all these things. My body is like, nope, you don't have any energy left. Here's a flare up. And I was forced to go to bed. It was like, I was in bed, incapable of doing anything, but like sleeping. Cause back in the day when I would get a flare up, I would literally be in bed for like minimum of four days and just sleeping the whole time. While I was there, you know, quote unquote resting, I was like torturing myself, thinking about all the things I I should be getting done. And so, you know, that's something we'll talk about maybe a little bit later where it's like, it doesn't count as rest if you're, you know, just yelling at yourself the whole time or torturing yourself, thinking about the things you should be doing. But, but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me is before the pandemic, 
rest was an obstacle to achieving. I also, as, as I was thinking about this episode, which we did not script and did not plan, I realized that rest for me actually triggered an inner child situation. And I'm curious if this is a shared experience because whenever I would have emotions or I wouldn't feel well, I would quote unquote complain. And this has, this is not like a slight to my parents at all. Like there there were three of us. It's a lot. Um, But for the child who was the least needy, I would say I was very good at being self-sufficient and I was always the one that like could take care of myself. Whenever I did have emotions or I wasn't feeling well, I would talk about it constantly. And whenever something wasn't going right, I would be sent to my room. Why don't you go rest? Why don't you go lay down? Why don't you go to your room so you can figure out how to like interact with us in a kind way, those types of things. So like being put in timeout essentially was a punishment. So I realized really thinking about this um, in the last few days that rest used to feel like a punishment. And I wouldn't do it because I was like, no, I don't have any value. Like you said, if I'm not achieving or I can't talk about how I'm feeling because it, you know, takes away from my ability to be productive. I don't feel that way anymore. But that was one of those like root cause issues that ended up being a childhood trauma. Like I feel like everything, if you really dive deep, you can find somewhere in there. Rest used to feel like a punishment exercise used to feel like a punishment, all these things. So I'm curious if you had any kind of like childhood experience or relationship with rest that maybe informed us pre-pandemic. Yeah. And before I share, I just want to take a second to like, I'm giving your little one a hug from far away because that's a huge realization. And also I think there's probably, you know, at least millions of people listening to this episode right now that are going to get value from you sharing that. So I just wanted to say that. There definitely is some inner child stuff intertwined. Mine's a little bit different though, because when I was younger, one of the ways that I got presence and attention and affection from my parents and maybe maybe my brother, like maybe other caregivers, I don't know, I associate it with mostly with my parents, but like when I was sick, that's when like everything stopped and I got, it was like, okay, got to take care of Erica. Like that's when I got affection and love and I could just go to bed and they would bring me soup or whatever. So I had to to um, untangle that kind of stuff with my autoimmune condition because whenever I got a flare up, it's like it would bring up all this emotions and I would like call my mom and I'd be crying. And really um, when I worked with my coach, Chelsea Gross, a few summers ago, who we had on as a guest, like an episode, I don't know, like 10 or something. That's what we discovered with her was like my autoimmune condition. When it flared up, it was like, there was my inner child was like, ooh, finally, like I get to rest and I get to be taken care of. And so once I kind of associated with that, that was a big piece of going a year and a half without a flare up, I believe. But anyway, so to answer, so hopefully that answers your question kind of in a similar way, but where I think my inner child was like, no, I want to rest and this is how I get attention. So like, let's, you know, it's like when we're, when I'm sick, that was like a celebration for her or something. (laughs) Well, it's just interesting. Like all of these behaviors we learn that are, that feel so dysfunctional as adults, we learn when we're little. And they have a purpose. Yeah, they have a purpose. And unless you have a reason to examine them as an adult, um, we'll keep having these same, you know, issues over and over and over. And of course, because it's, we're only eight minutes in, 
human design also changed my relationship to rest. When I realized I literally have the gate of stillness and I can't feel my body and my emotions unless I'm totally still and often in silence. I used to fight the idea of meditation because my brain was so loud and I was so like hyped up. My nervous system was used to being like overstimulated. Now, like two years into this awareness and a year and a month into human design, I'm realizing, oh, I'm actually built for this. I'm built for rest as most of us are based on my understanding. You can confirm or deny, but now I'm realizing it's a huge tool for my productivity and for my alignment and for my energy. So for me as a manifester, I was always acting and operating as a generator, right? I was thinking that I had all this sustainable energy and if I just put my mind to it and just forced my way through, like I could make stuff happen. And don't get me wrong, I was really good at making stuff happen. And especially with my ability as a manifester, you know, anyone can manifest, but just manifestors are especially good at like initiating things and getting things going. So I was like initiating all these things in my life and not allowing any room for rest. And when I hit my, the depths of burnout in 2019, um, going into the pandemic, you know, at that point, rest was still my enemy. But as I, yeah, it was really human design for me too, that made me see, like you're saying, rest is productive. And especially for all the types have a piece of this, but for manifestors specifically, if I'm exhausted and burnt out, new urges to initiate things will not come through. So it's in the the times of rest and relaxation. That's when you're open to things coming through, ideas, manifestor urges, whatever. So now if I'm feeling like I'm in a creative lull, instead of pushing more, I take myself to bed. I go for a walk. I sit on the floor and stare at Gizmo. And it's been so valuable, especially right now when we're recording this, I'm in the middle going into the last part of my launch for my new program. And it's been such a different experience than any other launch I've had because in the coaching industry or just anyone who's providing services and birthing programs into the world, it's usually this experience of like push harder, show up every day, post 20 times a day, like do more, do more. And I'm so grateful for human design. And then also my current coach that I'm working with, because it's like, when things feel frustrating or I'm starting to feel my anger bubbling up, it's like I walk away from my computer. I put my phone down. I phone a friend like Lauren and just figure out ways that I can bring more relaxation and peace. And then sure enough, like clockwork, the next moment, the next hour, the next day or the next week, there's no like timeline on. It's just like eventually the ideas, the stuff comes back, your energy comes back and it's all just in this like constantly moving wave. So rest is always or is now the thing that I lean into when I'm needing inspiration or support. Yeah. And as a generator, I realized I was aware of my sacral instinct, but I was so exhausted and burnt out. I was living in like extreme burnout where like the, the variance of it was getting smaller and smaller and smaller, where like I was getting sick more and more and more frequently but I just also couldn't hear my intuition because she was so tired. Now that I'm prioritizing rest, when I do hit frustration, I'm like, okay, I need a break. I'm actually way more productive if we want to like, we probably give a definition to productive, but I'm, a, I'm doing the things I care about and are actually like getting me towards my goals and outcomes because I'm prioritizing rest over doing 
because rest is doing. Because when I'm resting, I can hear my intuition. I can hear my body. I can decide and like go through the bajillion of ideas in my head and thoughts and think, which one of these are mine? Which one of these don't need to be important? Which one am I like obsessing over that I have no control over? So it allows me to take that like mental inventory, which I would have never done before. I would have just spun out and not slept over it for days. Yeah. And especially with the generator type two, generators and manifesting generators can easily, more easily recover from burnout when it's like you're saying, it's like you give your time, your body the time to rest. And then once you can start listening to your sacral and your instinct and all of that and showing up and choosing things that are actually right for you, if you respond and your sacral says, let's go, it's like, you know, that you're going to have the energy you need to get, take that thing through to completion. But in the past, when it's just like, okay, I'll just do all this because I feel like I can, that's burnout. And I've heard you even just in the last few days when we've talked, share how it's like, you know, in the past, I would have just gone through with this. And, you know, even with today's podcast and the scheduling and stuff, but you were like, nope, there's no need for that. Like we can make this work in a way that's not going to like throw everything out the window or burn me out more. So I think that's been cool to see. Yeah. Rest taught me the word no. beautiful that's like the quote of the that's the quote that's the quote of the episode (laughs) yeah rest taught me that no is a positive thing and I can like I have not yet had anybody be like but why why won't you do that like if I had I have an in-person meeting right after this recording but I like scheduled my entire day around the two obligations I had and I literally rested all morning And I will rest all afternoon after this because I'm going to use so much energy versus me getting on the computer at 730 in the morning, working till the moment I had to leave and then sitting in traffic and doing the driving and then getting back in the car and then working till 6 p.m. Like that's what I used to do. It's unfathomable now. I don't even think I could do it if I wanted to. I know. Yeah. And I think a big distinction or shift or whatever you want to call it is this idea between, like, there's different levels of rest for me. There's, like, deep rest. That's sometimes in the morning when I take 30 minutes and I go downstairs and I sit in front of my red light and I have my books and my rituals and practices and I'm not connected to any devices and I'm really just, like, sitting with myself and deeply resting my nervous system. I think that's the biggest thing. It's anything that allows my nervous system to relax or grounding. So I can't wait for summer to be able to, like, go put my feet eat more easily in the earth when it's warmer. I know I could do it now, but it's cold and I refuse. Um, but just where I'm like deeply letting my nervous system rest. And then honestly, there are still times where I'm resting and from an outside perspective, it might look like numbing. Like now, a lot of the times in the evening, I am like getting in bed. I might be a little bit high and I'm like watching some like crappy vampire show. I'm onto true blood now. For a while, I was kind of still judging myself. I'm like, am I numbing? Because I'm just like, I'm like, I am kind of numbing out. I'm turning off my brain. I might be scrolling through Instagram or like doing quote unquote reels research. That's my my cover up. I'm like, I'm researching real stuff. But I realized that I am very intentional with making sure that before I get in bed to do something like that, that I'm like, are there any emotions that need to come up? Is there anything from my day that I need to process before I go turn the switch off? I think has been a big tool for me is like the difference between numbing and suppressing and and avoiding versus like I have taken care of my nervous system and I've taken care of myself as much as I can today on my own. And now if I want to go indulge in some like, you know, whatever for like 
two hours or an hour or three, whatever much time I have, then like, that's totally fine. But it's when, it's when I'm numbing and suppressing that I'm like, okay, this probably, you know, maybe I should intentionally take a look at what's underneath that. I love that. I love that distinction because there is a difference between rest and burnout. And I would do the scroll, which was a numbing thing, but it was more of a doom scroll. It was like, I can't calm myself, so I'm going to distract myself. But when you're doing it with intention, I actually set like time limits on my Instagram. So if I'm on it like for 20 minutes at a time, it'll give me like a, hey, hey, you've hit 20 minutes. Did you like to take a break? And I also put an hour like daily limit on it. And I often don't hit it anymore because I realize that I'm being intentional when I'm scrolling or I'm doing it because I want to just like turn my brain off for a little bit or check out a little bit, which for me is resting. So I think you're right. Intention matters when it comes to rest, because when you're knocked out because you have been you've hit burnout, that's not the same. That's like recovery. That's like you're that's like you're ill and your body's like. I need to shut you down, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. You need to shut down. Yeah, it's a tool. And I'd also want to go back to like, what does productivity look like for you now that rest is such a huge part of your life? I feel like if there was a fly on the wall watching me, one, I think someone would want to diagnose me with something. And two, people would just be like, are you, what are you even doing? Because I've fully leaned into the inconsistency of my manifester life, where in the past I would have been so focused. So I have the gate of focus in my Saturn, which is a challenging placement. So that's why I said like someone might want to diagnose me with something because like sometimes it is tough for me to focus. But in the past, because I have so much willpower and discipline I could force myself to sit down and get stuff done and be like, hey, I need to get this done. And if I don't, I'm a failure. So we're just going to do it so I don't feel like a failure. Now, because I understand that the manifester is meant to be guided by her urges and whatever inspiration or whatever is coming through. So I allow myself to have this kind of, what's the word I want to use? Not sporadic, but like squirrel energy. It's like squirrel. I'm going to go over here. Now I'm going to go over here. And by following whatever I feel like doing in the moment, I trust that that thing is what I'm supposed to be doing. Even if, you know, I woke up in the morning and like planned out my whole day and then I just completely go off the rails. So to answer your question, productivity for me is following my instinct in the moment of like what's important. And especially right now with launching, it's very interesting because I'm like, I'm going to do all these things for my launch. And then I wake up and I'm like, never mind. I'm going to do all these other things. And like, maybe I'll only get one of them done, but I always just trust that it's like the thing that needed to get done today or wanted to come through today, that's what I'll focus on. And like tomorrow's a new day. So productivity is very different for me now. You've definitely been more like in flow of your energy. I like your squirrel analogy, but like, I don't feel like you're frantic. When you say squirrel, it makes me think something frantic, but like, it's just inspired. Like when you're excited, I love getting like a stack of voice notes from you at, at a time when you have right like a moment. Right after I take my pre-workout. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, ooh, manifest urge. What do we do today? <laughs> and I'm still developing the relationship of like, I still have to talk myself off the wall and be like, this is okay. Like, this is totally fine that this doesn't feel put together. I mean, I hardly work off of a to-do list anymore. I'll write things down when I feel too much pressure and I'm like, 
you know, that helps release it. But otherwise it's just like, it's deep trust. Productivity is deep trust that I'm doing the right thing this moment. Well, and you trust yourself differently when you hit that point. I've also reached that point where like, I trust that the things that come up for me as being important for that day are the things that are important for that day. Obviously, my bullet journal has been helping me tremendously with that, especially with managing so many clients that I have in my other business. And I stopped doing to-do lists also. I think I really gave them up probably mid last year once I like really got into bullet journaling. Now I do a brain dump once a month. And that's just kind of like my outcomes list. This outcome needs to be accomplished eventually. And like I visit it when I write my my daily or my weekly spread. And it's like, these are the things that have scheduled time. And I just pick up whatever feels important that day from the brain dump list. And it's been really freeing to not feel obligated to do any specific thing in a day outside of like my scheduled items. So I'm constantly like pushing things to other days. Some things just get totally dropped from the list because clearly I don't care about them enough to get them done. And then they're not important because nobody, like I get to decide what's important. I have a familiar experience because when I do get to a point where the pressure is too much, I'm like, okay, let me write down what I want to accomplish or the outcomes. Like you said, I like that reframe. And sometimes I'll write down this long list and then it gets like shoved under books or put away and then I'll find it a few days later and I always end up getting everything done on the list without ever looking at it. It's like writing it down, my subconscious mind sees it and then the urges let them come through and like I just get it all done. My other favorite hack is writing a to-do list for the universe. So if I do write a big list that I look at clearly, I'm like, what do I have the capacity to get done? And anything that I don't have the capacity for, I'm like, okay, universe, this is your job. You know, it's like growing my Instagram or finding my husband. Like I just trust that the universe has a few things under her belt. And honestly, that's that's been very – well, not the, the husband thing hasn't happened yet, but other things have been very successful. So thank you, universe. You know, I, I realize I do have kind of universe outcomes on my list because some of them have been on there for months. And I realize when they get pushed month to month, I realize I am getting closer every time I write it for a new month. And so many things have to line up for some of these big outcomes. So many things have to happen before that right timing will show up. But it's been on my, it's now been on my to-do list for a month. Like even just learning about how the process works. And as a business owner, it's like, bank accounts and business names and like all these things. It's so much bigger than like if I had was doing it before I was a business owner. But yeah, the, the universe tasks, I like that because um, that makes me feel better about the things that I have been dragging on to month to month. But it's not, it's not time yet. It's still an outcome that I would like to satisfy. Yeah. And for me too, I think sometimes it's like just getting my thoughts out, getting organized, and then I have to wait for the urge to do it because there are things that I think I should do, but I don't have the urge to do them. And so trusting my manifestoriness is like when I get the urge and then when I do get the urge, it's like typically go time if it's something I've been thinking about, but still right timing comes into play. Cause sometimes I get an urge and it's not meant to be acted on right away. It's meant to be like, okay, start thinking about this. So there's lots of things to unravel within that. One of the other things rest has taught me how to do, which I actually like did in a way recently that you got to be a part of that like kind of blew my own mind once I got to reflect on it 
is rest helps me realize when I need to ask for help. Ooh. I was having like a big emotional transformation moment last week and my body couldn't do anything else but process my feelings. That ended up being very productive, but it required a ton of rest and stillness. But when I got stuck, instead of working or doing something to take my mind off of it, the message I kept getting was call Erica, call Sam, call Alicia, reach out to the people that have like the expertise or the knowing in this space. I'm not going to know everything. Like I'm going to have to ask for help to process some of these emotions in these things that are coming up because I've been resting so much, but it was in the rest and in the stillness that I realized, oh, this is my opportunity to ask for help. I can't rely on my partner for this because he is off doing his thing and I need to ask other people. My partner's not the only person that's, you know, my go-to for my feelings. So rest has really brought that to the forefront for me lately. And delegation has never been my strong suit, but I'm learning to ask for help. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's something I'm still practicing for sure, because when I get to the point of I'm burning out or I feel overwhelmed or whatever it is, I still have the initial urge to just, it's like, oh, I'll just figure it out. I can push through. But I I am starting to develop friendships like with you and with a few other people where it's like I can just reach out even if I'm not asking for anything sometimes I don't need anything but it's just like hey I need to be witnessed in my overwhelm can you just tell me I see you and like this is totally valid and sometimes that's enough to just like help you breathe a little bit and and deepen into the rest and relaxation and the slowing down instead of pushing through well I do this with my friend Sam a lot but I've been starting to do it with the other people I'm asking for help from it's like I just need someone to listen to me I don't need a solution it's like do I do you need to vent or you need a solution you actually asked me that at one point and I was like I just need to vent or I just need to be heard because sometimes just getting that out because I'm an outward processor I realized thankfully I finally realized that and I did I wasn't like punishing myself for wanting to talk everything out like nobody wants to listen to that no I do have people who want to listen but it's in that that asking for help that allows me to like rest even deeper knowing that I've been heard and my feelings are valid and there's nothing actually wrong with me or the situation. It was just, I had a feeling and it needed to come out and then it allows me to rest even better, better resting. (laughs) What are some of your favorite ways to rest? I like to go into my void is what I call it. I'll literally just sit usually in a quiet room, but I can do it in the presence of noise too. And I literally just zone out. It's like I just disappear into nothingness. Sometimes even if I'm, if I'm still enough and relaxed enough, I can actually like leave my body, which sounds kind of crazy, but I've been practicing it. Like when I did my big tattoo on my shoulder, I was able to just like kind of disassociate from my body and just enjoy the experience. So I've been practicing that in meditation, but I call it going to my void. Cause like Adam will like try to start talking to me. I literally can't hear anything around me. I just kind of like disappear into the, into my wherever. So I go into the void a lot. I like to read and I'm so glad that I got the suggested reading list from your aligned and energized program. That's about to start. I've been loving making time to read. 
either I'm overwhelmed or I just don't have anything pressing to do. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go read for 30 minutes. Usually it ends up being longer than that. But that for me is rest. It's me focusing on myself and learning. Learning is very important to me. It's actually a core value I think I've determined. So reading, um, listening to music, going into my void, doing things that are not screen-based, like we go to the hot tub all the time or I'll take a walk around the the complex, but just being aware of how I'm feeling, checking in with my body, and I just kind of like do whatever she says. What about you? I have a lot of similar ones, reading for sure, although I do have to often check in with myself before I start to read because reading in the past has been a form of numbing for me or more so a form of like fake rest in the sense that like, I'm going to rest, but really I'm like, I need to read more because if I'm not learning and accumulating knowledge, then I'm not, you know, then I'm a loser or whatever. But again, I think it's just an intention where it's like, okay, when I sit down to read, I'm like, this time is for me and it's allowing my body to rest or whatever. Because reading also for me is meditative and especially, you know, you're using your imagination and visualizing all that stuff. So I love that. Or if anything, it's, resting to calm my nervous system. I'm always checking in with my body, hand on my heart, hand on my belly, taking a few deep breaths, anything to just get out of fight or flight because that's for most of my life. That was my operating system. So just really being like, how can I feel my parasympathetic nervous system? And then for me, anything near water, whether I'm going for a walk around Sloan's Lake or just, I don't know, somehow getting near or connecting to water. And I think I don't, I'm not a astrology expert. I don't know a ton, but I have a ton of, or I'm mostly air and fire or whatever. So water is like very soothing and grounding for me. If I can be outside in the sunshine, touching some water or like being near water, that's like the most restful, yummy thing I can do. I feel. Yeah. Sunshine. Uh, it's like a drug lately for me. Like I'll just go stand out there just stand in the sun and just with my eyes closed till it's like too hot and I can't handle it anymore. But it's it's like that recharge. I'll do that. Um, now we have a West facing patio. So we're starting to get more and more light in the afternoons. And I'll just go stand out there like, and just stand out there and go into my void until I'm too hot. Yeah. I do the same thing on my balcony and light is so healing, especially in the morning, like getting your eyes to just be in some natural sunlight can reset your hormonal rhythm. So especially for people who have burnt out adrenals, that kind of thing is very, very useful and helpful to get your cortisol production going, that kind of stuff. Light is a very underestimated, like superpower free biohack. Like we kind of take it for granted, I think. Living in Arizona, I mean, Colorado is sunny. Arizona is as sunny or sunnier, but like the warmth, that I'm having in the winter is really helping my depression so much, but I'm also spending a lot more time outside. And part of that is with your guidance because now it's intentional and it's strategic. It's not just going outside to go outside. Like I'm going out with an intention. It's just really nice to just get out from behind the screens for a little bit, even if it's just like two or three minutes and breaking up the screen time is also a a way that I, promote rest. I still use my tomato timer regularly to make sure that I'm taking breaks and not getting stuck in hyper-focus, which is actually a skill of mine, but it can be 
detrimental when it's overused and not used with intention. So yeah, rest, who to thunk. The two things that stand out from this conversation so far are what you said earlier with like rest and burnout are very different. So if you are burnt out, that it's like, oh, I burnt myself all the way out and now I'm, you know, face planting every night because I'm so exhausted. That is not rest. <laughs> that is recovery. That's when you come do some lab testing with me and we'll see what's going on in your physical body. And then the other thing I was going to say that stood out, I'm, now I'm going to forget. There was another profound thing that we said that was great. Well, rest taught me the word no. That was the, that was one for me. And I have a solo episode coming out. I don't know, remember if it comes out before or after this. I'm going to share my alignment rituals, which is also something I've learned with rest. And it's something that has helped me have a lot more satisfying relationships with myself and others. I'm just like going to drop that in here. I'm not going to go into it, but there's like things that are now part of my life that, are, that feel kind of like rituals that support this new idea of re rest is really the core of my day now instead of like something that I have to earn. Yeah. Ooh, I love that too. And I think you're right. I think rituals have also helped me deepen my rest practices and that some of them are rest in, in and of themselves and just having little things throughout the day that are like, that just reconnect you to your body, reconnect you to rest. Well, and it's, and you're the one who had helped me reframe that where it's a ritual and not a routine. So it's something that I'm choosing to do because it serves like a whole wholesome or holistic purpose versus the routines were like, I was very like married to my schedule and my routines and I would do them without even thinking. And it was a control mechanism because I was like, well, everything feels awful. I'm just going to control this one thing or these few things, which led to all kinds of other dysfunction. But yeah, the reframe from routines to rituals and rituals are a lot more intentional. Yeah, that's true. We've both broken up with routine since the pandemic and replaced them with more self-serving, restful things. Yeah. And that serves our spirituality and our mysticism and all the, all the witchy things we like to do in our days. Yeah. So I think the takeaway for everyone who's still listening is like, you know, if rest is something that you have trouble with, I still have in my intake form for health coaching clients. It's like on a scale of one to 10, how well do you rest? And it's like, one is, oh, I love doing nothing. And 10 is like, uh, doing nothing really freaks me out or something like that. And my like most ideal, <laughs> um, client that I can serve, they usually come in and they're like, I can't sit still and do nothing because we're, it's getting, we're like addicted to this busyness and we're addicted to productivity and we're making it mean something about us if we're not getting stuff done. And just know if, if you resonate with that, you know, maybe the answer isn't to just be like, oh my gosh, rest all the time every day, right? We have to ease into things, but maybe just start by exploring your hesitancy or your, your resistance to rest, what's underneath that. And, you know, if you really want to dive deep, work with someone who can help you explore that, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a coach, whatever, but just know that on the other side of that busyness and that exhaustion is life. Like I think Lauren and I are living life more than we ever have by doing less and just being more. And it's so beautiful to be able to like literally stop and smell, this, uh, smell the roses or just spend time with loved ones and 
you know, hopefully we can set an example for you to just be curious about what's on the other side and to start shifting your relationship with rest and seeing it as a tool as opposed to something that's getting in your way of succeeding. Yes, all of that. And just because I have this new perspective in my life as a stepmom, I realized that I wasn't taught to rest as a kid. And now uh, because it's a priority of me and Adam, like we're teaching our kids that like rest is a value and rest is important and rest makes you feel better and do better and be better. So the littles are watching now. That's like one of my things I'm always keeping in my mind. Like as much as we're reparenting our inner children about rest, we're also setting an example that we don't need to have burnt out kids and overscheduled kids. We can all rest together. We can have days with nothing planned and that's totally okay. Those are my favorite days. I love PJ days. We just never get out of our jams. We just eat when we're hungry and we just rotate around following the sun in all the different rooms <laughs> yes. like a cat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I need to come. So if you have a favorite rest, resting method or hack or whatever, share it with us in our socials. For this episode, you can also leave comments on our website for this episode and let's hack our rests together and be restful. Yeah. Take a screenshot of you listening on your phone and then post it to your IG stories, tag us, share a takeaway or your favorite favorite way of resting. Yes. Yay, rest. Yay, rest. Well, we hope this episode gave you a new perspective on our favorite thing to do in a lot of ways. <laughs> my my primary hobby right now is resting. Oh, it's the best. Doesn't it count as a hobby? It does. Yeah. It does now. I say it does, therefore it does. Boom. We just invented a hobby. Thank you so much for listening. We love you more than you know and appreciate you, your time and attention. And don't forget to stay curious. Stay curious. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.